0: What do you want to say today? You know, what's the word for the season? And I really felt pondering, meditating, praying about this that um, is to try to unite a few strands that have been coming lately. We are at the uh, beginning of a new year, January. It's interesting. January. Do you know where that word comes from? Some of you might do Janus. <clears throat> the Roman God or of, of the doorway, the gateway, January. And, um, but we have a better one than Janus. I see about it. Jesus says, he's the gate. Jesus says, also, I stand at the door and knock. Very often, don't we, we use that as evangelistic tool to ask people to open up and let Jesus into their heart, etc, etc. But really, as we learned in the series on Revelation, it was to the Church of Laodicea, it was to, Christ, it's to Christ, so-called Christians. So, today, and every day, when someone c- gets up here with fear and trembling to, to share something, let's answer that call. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice Jesus says if now, so I've said this before in my particular case but I think it's always the case you know try to get a word from God every time you come here every time you come here I remember once just at the beginning of uh, my secondary school uh, an English teacher said if you can learn one thing every lesson you know, you're a, you had a lot of lessons ahead of you. You'll know a lot by the end of it. So, really try to go with the word. You remember, and talking about that, has, any, has everyone done their spiritual homework? I was leading last week, you remember? And I said, take a word that was shared. That was shared. One word, and we, we had a little bit of uh, revision. At the end, different words, you remember? What was your word? I asked you a word last week, did I? Huh? Humble. 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 Now have you humbled yourself this week? <laughs> or have you been humbled? <laughs> I took a word actually, I remember I said I remember I said take that word and plant it in someone's heart. Remember that? Take it and go. And uh, before you leave, that was the secret. Remember, I said before you leave here, because otherwise, the X Factor and Chelsea and all that—you know—if you're watching them, will take it, and you'll get no names mentioned. You know, you'll get um, you'll, you'll get distracted. Did you? How many? Okay. Everyone, close their eyes. <laughs> no one looking. Put your hand up if you did your spiritual homework last week. okay we will not go down that road <laughs> today is a new day <laughs> A new <homework>. <laughs> okay <laughs> what was I went, I went to a, one of my bosses in the post office you know a, a, a guy that everyone loves to hate got a growl on his face, he was sick uh, he been sick. He had a major heart operation. I went out of my way, went down the country, found, went lost a few times, got there, and uh, you know was received, and ended up just saying. Uh, encouraging him and just saying, should we end in prayer? He bowed his head, and and we prayed. So, I just encourage you to take something from here. And before I forget, what I'd just like to say, as a background as well, to what I'm going to share. Last night I was on the phone with, with, with Sister Shirley, as I call her. Sister Shirley. And I was listening to an almost eight-year-old woman, in her vulnerability and uh, talking about her husband and her problems and uh, I could feel the weakness, I could feel that and uh, you know and then I said to her Shirley, I'm sharing tomorrow, I'm supposed to be preaching, will you pray for me? And she launched into this most eloquent, powerful and lovely prayer and I was so edified by it. So if there's anything good come out of this morning, a lot to do, on, and I mean that sincerely, it's not just to encourage you Shirley. It was, wow, where did that come from? The, the loveliest prayer. So, with that in mind, let's have a look at what God would have us share to, uh, t- today. What was the uh, preaching, teaching about last week? Do you remember? It was about... Remember 40,000, they had to turn, the... <laughs> turn your hearing. On. What was the what was the preaching, teaching? Some of you weren't here, so you're excused. It was about... Yeah, it was about making a difference. Remember, making a difference. Living a... Yeah. <laughs> no, it's part of it. You're, you're excused. Yeah, you're excused. Oh, okay, let's... <laughs> It's, this is too risky let 's just let's just open the Bible into ephesians chapter four ephesians chapter four ephesians chapter four now this is supposed to be serious, but it's great to have a laugh. Isn't it? I was listening to uh, the radio as is my wont, as they say, during the week, and they were talking about there was an article on laughter, actually laughter. And he was saying about, uh, I was saying, to Tony Trevor, the, uh, the 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 uh, the guy was talking about the the most the joke that was voted the best joke ever made. Does anyone know that? It's been around a while. I love it. One, well, there's two of them. There's a few of them. One of the, the one was this woman uh, got on the bus. And she was holding a baby. And this was she voted in several services, holding holding a baby. And the bus driver, he looked at her, he said, That's the youngest baby I've ever seen. He said, And she and she paid a fare, went down the back of the bus, sat down, was crying. And uh, the guy next to her said, What's wrong? That bus driver just insulted me. You would not believe her. He just said, would Go up and tell him, go on, go up and tell him, what do you do I hold your monkey? And there's another one, but uh, I am not going to. I am not going to imitate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, he. he the guy didn't. know. <laughs> but the, the article actually. Sorry, forget that. And you know about the guys who went hunting the bears, don't you? The guys who went hunting the bears. And uh, you, you. I think I won't go there. Tre, Tre, Trevor must have told that one. Yeah, the two guys went hunting bears. This was actually in another survey, voted the best one, and attributed to Spike Milligan. And uh, he said, uh, "Anyway, uh, there was there was an accident had an accident, shooting accident. So the guy was panicking and fretting, and he phoned the emergency services. And he went 'Oh, I'm afraid of these men! We get a helicopter.' Calm down, calm down, sir. Let's, first of all, first things first. Is your friend dead? Let's make sure first that your friend really is dead. So he goes off and." He said, that's taken care of. Next step. <laughs> okay, that didn't get such a good... It wasn't told as well. Anyway, uh, the article was about laughter. Laughter. It wasn't about the jokes, actually. That was a byproduct. But isn't it good to laugh? And he was say, it increases... <laughs> I, actually, I, I really enjoy when I see people can't... Can... <laughs> it's the way I tell them. Um, or, it, or not. Now... Uh, Okay, we, we, we learned about you last. Now, the last one was, it, it helps your autoimmune system. That was the article. You know, it really, it really is good for you. And it's in the Bible, isn't it? It's all in the book. It's all in the book. Um, <clears throat> oh Lord, help us, where are we going from here? <laughs> um, M-A-D. What does that spell? Making a difference. Uh, you see, there's a method in my madness. There's a method in my madness, because what I'm going to talk about today is being mad. What? Yeah, I said it, I want to link up with last week, making difference, mad, you know, mad in 2000. I want us to be more mad by the end of this sermon than we were at the beginning. Right? Stay <laughs> out <of> 10 John! <laughs> right? Mad. Think about okay, mature and dangerous. Mature and dangerous. Let's just quickly go over the first part of what was shared last week. Ephesians chapter four says, "As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling." That was it. Trevor didn't get wrong. Living a life worthy and. Keep your notes as well. You know the notes he goes through all the trouble of printing? I, uh, You know, um, here they are. Keep them if you can. Not just the... the uh, and you can go back to them at least a week or two. You know, I know the things build up. But there's, there's there's good stuff in there to go over. And as John Tyner keeps telling me, it's all on the website anyway. Um, all the sermons. Now, alright. So, a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Be completely humble. Huh? gentle, patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each of us, each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Right? Ephesians 1 to 7 is what we heard last week. But in 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 the line of taking last week, And moving on from it, the next step, I'll literally just carry on reading to verse 16. This is why it says, when he ascended, Jesus, on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Praise his name. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Hallelujah. Now this is the part of Now that's the background. Why do we have church? Why do we have structure? Why do we have spiritual authority? Why do we have gift ministries in the church? This is the reason. Ah. Uh? To prepare to prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith. Huh? It's interesting that one. A unity in the faith. Doesn't mean unity of the faith necessarily, but that's for another day until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature. That's actually why you're here today. If you've come with an open heart, a humble heart, a heart that wants to learn and to grow, this is the reason why we're here. It's a step small step in way to become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. In other words I love that when Trevor mentioned in passing last week your potential has great potential the seed is in you already if you have been born of the Spirit and the work of the ministry is to make that or help that the seed grow if you wanted to right then we will no longer because The object of coming is not just to sing some songs and feel good. Hallelujah for all that. But it is actually to grow up individually. Uh, Even though each one of us are sheep individually, God wants us to be... uh, autonomous sheep if you like in a way we're sheep we hear our shepherd's voice but we're able to make decisions and we're able to stand on our own two feet and we're able to uh, be the people that God wants us to be, be man woman, black, yellow purple or whatever we are rich or poor, intelligent or whatever to become the person that God created you to be actually in the very womb of your mother, right? So with that in mind, just finish off here. Then, if that happens, you're no longer going to be infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. That's what John finished that last week, or two weeks ago, about doing. You know, it's, it's funny, isn't it, in life, very often we, um, in, in general, and in the church as well, we go from one extreme to the other. And, uh, you know, in the evangelical churches, we're very uh, good or very strong are not doing to earn our salvation because especially in countries like Ireland and Spain and Italy, we've come out of a tradition where we, people are trying to get to heaven, trying to please God and we, we, have, we emphasize it's not what you do it's what you are, right? But at the same time one doesn't cancel the other, we are in order to do and we need, we need to have that balance right? We are in order to do and that's what we read so that's why you need to read the whole Bible that's why each person has the, the whole story in their hands and we do need to read it now before I go any further half nine this morning this, these thoughts were already going through my mind and uh, uniting a few strands of what's been shared lately, the grace of God, and last week in particular. I, for those who... who was here about... who were here, sorry... Uh, th- three weeks ago, when Sarah Joy said she had a word for this church in the shower. And who... did anyone get a witness that that was of God, that word she shared? Yeah, I did as well. So, uh, I asked Trevor if he could give it to me this morning, and he got onto her and she's like a efficient young lady she is she had it written down I want to read what she shared here three weeks ago um, one second listen to this and I had forgotten the details I was already getting ready to share on maturity and being dangerous and growing up uh, and she said the word she got in the shower as the shower of grace was coming down 2014 is going to be a year of maturing for River of Life just as a baby moves from milk to solid food so River of Life will begin to grow develop and learn at a new level greater intimacy Further understanding, deeper knowledge of the Word, and a greater dynamic of outreach. River of Life will step into a noticeable place of maturity, and this will happen as a body. This is ama- I was amazed myself when I read this at ten o'clock this morning because I was thinking of all these things. I had a thing in the back uh, in the background, and I, I didn't know it. And then I get this at about ten o'clock this morning. And uh, if I can just continue it. Yeah. Notice of place of maturity, and this will happen as a body. The old will be gone as the new has come, not only a new start, but rather a further step, a deeper calling, and a stronger stability. Amen. What a precious word. What a precious word. And when she said it, my spirit witnessed with it was a word from the Lord, and uh, it goes... (laughs) It's not just confirming what I'm saying sharing this morning. What I'm maybe what I'm sharing is confirmed, and vice versa. You know, it goes in the same line, and it's—I believe—a word in season. How pleasant it is! We are, you know, it's, it's for a Christian. It's, it should be Christmas every day. <laughs> it's not just January or for, It's the beginning of a new life every day. Today is the, you know, I think that's a great. Whoever said it? Today the first day of the rest of your life. We should live every day like that but there are seasons and there are liturgies as well you know Pentecost and Advent and all that so January is a good time but every day you should even beginning you know Wednesday the 30th of September is the first day you know the end of November that is the renewing that process that we have to have so we're called to be mature what what are we trying to produce here we're trying to produce Okay, maybe it's a bit of an alliteration. Mature and dangerous men and women for Christ. In other words, mad men and women. Ephesians 4 says it. I agree with it. And, okay, maturity. Now, Peter says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word the word, the milk, right? Now, I was thinking, first of all, very often to explain what maturity is it's helpful to know what it's not. Maturity is not about growing old. It's not about length of time you spend in Christ. You know, you can be, we all know there are immature people who never grow up. But imagine someone says, well I've been a Christian 20 years. But if you've been repeating the first year 20 times, you're only actually like a one-year-old Christian, you know? So 20 years or 30 years doesn't make you mature in itself, you know? It depends on your collaboration with what the Holy Spirit and the Word are, are doing for you in, uh, in that time, right? We have, there's a need to grow up. Let's just read two ver- uh, a few verses in Hebrews chapter 5. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews 5.12. And the New Testament is full of this, you know. Starts off with the new birth always, that's the principle. That's why it's not about whether you're Catholic or Protestant or Evangelical or Pentecostal. It's whether you actually are a child of God or not. You have to become a child of God by by receiving Him, believing Him, and that produces a new birth. But once you are a child, yes, you come to church, yes, you listen to the evangelists, yes, you, you go to meetings, yes, but that's just the beginning, that's not the end, It's not. you haven't arrived when you put your hand up to say, I receive Jesus, you've just started a journey. Praise God! And God wants us all to go on that journey. And that He believe if that is the word of the Lord from, uh, that Sarah Joy brought us, that the journey this year, I believe, is is especially wants us to go on to maturity. Paul says, "I pressed forward towards the mark to know the high calling of God, to know why I was stopped. Did you ever think why God why God stopped you? Did you ever think why you're actually doing here this morning?" Was it just a good idea, or is it actually your creator, God, has has an idea in it, has a notion. Now Hebrews 5.12 then, In fact, though this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. Well, we do, we'll admit that anyway. Well. Anyway, you need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature. Who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. And I believe that's what God would have us do this year. Now it's a constant process. You've got to go back, go forward, you drink of milk. But the solid food, what is the solid? The principles. How do you know if you're maturing? How do you know if you're growing? How do you know that you're not just repeating the same year? year in year out how do you know wouldn't it be a shame to get into eternity and suddenly have your eyes opened and say yeah i'm saved i made the decision but i'm not the person i should be i don't know god as i ought to you know and that is the role of the ministries to equip people not to fall into that trap But, interestingly, just as Trevor had us, the worship team clapping the worshippers this morning, Christianity is about individuals. It's not about hierarchies of clergy and people in the pews, these are closer to God. No, God looks at your heart and my heart, and God has an individual plan for every single person. And His plan, we can say, is for you to mature, for you to grow, for you to become the person, Person that he wants you we've heard many times that one God loves us God accepts us just as we are but he loves us too much to leave us as we are but the process the maturity process depends on us t- to a large degree it's about growing up isn't it it's about growing up and we need if you want to grow up you got to grow up <laughs> if you want to grow up you got to grow up in the natural what is growing up mean at the beginning the kid just stays in bed when you see uh, someone who is beginning to grow up, well they, they know how to dress themselves. They, and they not only turn up for meals because they are forced to, uh, uh, but they begin to feed themselves. And they begin to recognize the difference between good food and fast food. I have an example in my house. And it's natural and normal for a kid to be a kid. There's no problem. And yes, for her, very good food for us. And there's a certain member of my family who I won't mention his name now. But he says, oh no, not more nutritious food. <laughs> you know? <laughs> nutritious food has a bad name. <laughs> you know, give me smacks. <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah. But that's okay when you're 14 and 15. But we've all seen that, what was it, the super-sized me, the guy who lived on McDonald's for a month. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, maturity, Christian maturity, is when you begin not just to have the bottle in your mouth, the pastor comes around and stuffs the bottle in your mouth. Oh, no, 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 thank you, Pastor. No, it's when you, you start to feed yourself, and when you actually say, that I'm fed up with the not fed up with the bottle, thank God for the bottle, thank God for the milk, you know what? I'd like a bit of steak. I'd like a bit of steak as well. And when you start eating the steak, you start getting an appetite. I often wonder, I ask people this, you know what, kids won't eat, would they actually die? And I've never had, you know, a baby, would they die if, they, if you didn't pause it in there, you know? And, um, I'm never, I, don't, I don't think, I, no one wants to try, do they? No one wants to see, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, so when we come to church, some of us are need spoon-fed, you know, and others will be, ang- will be desiring more and more. And you know, God wants it for all of us, beginning with me, that we have an appetite. The appetite shows you're healthy the appetite shows you how healthy I think it was Wesley that said once that and if you don't get anything from it, read the word until you want to read the word and I read a great one on prayer once, he said that we shouldn't pray mechanically but if it doesn't come on else, pray mechanically until you start to pray you know, just do it just do it, you know it's about doing these things sometimes to grow up, you know and then hopefully things will flow a little bit easier so he gets dressed and turns up for meals where he begins to feed himself We're not blown around. We're not blown around not easily offended, dear brother John, that's one of his favorites you know, as you mature, as you begin to understand the gospel as you begin to understand the price that was paid for you as you begin to really understand that you've been forgiven as you really begin to understand you know, when, when you have that scripture that says, he or she who has been forgiven much loveth much and you think of people with big bad, ugly sins but you, when you realize that, that applies to everyone doesn't matter about the actual size of the sin it matters about the size of the sinner (laughs) and if you qualify for being a sinner but you see it's that little these little sins when you get closer to God you realize how bad they are you know and then you start to love him and as you love him you don't get offended so easily with, with the things which you know and so you're maturing in your knowledge in fact let's just have a quick look at that about the maturing process as found in 2 Peter 5.10 S- 2 Peter well known as passage of scripture I can just find it myself Talking about doing, talking about feeding ourselves. All right, right. Second Peter, right. Second Peter. uh, Oh, very good. Ah, Just you are awake. You are awake. I didn't even. Okay, Second Peter, chapter one. Right, right. We we are going to like nutritious food, aren't we? Yes. 2 Peter 1.5 For this reason, make every effort now that you've known the Lord, now that you've been born of the Spirit, now that you, you, you claim to be a Christian, make every effort to add to your faith goodness. And to goodness, knowledge. Read the Word. Study the Word. Listen to... take Buy books. Buy Christian books. Read the books. And to knowledge, self-control. That's an important one. Heard the story... A couple of weeks ago, about some uh, a man who was in the ministry and his wife died, and you know he got married within eight months, and people were offended around him. And I heard he said, "I well, I, I couldn't live without being married." And something inside me says, "Okay, fine, but you know what about self-control for the for love of the others? You know, anyway, that's beside the point. Self-control. You'll grow in self. Ah, you know, the devil made me do it." Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, but, you know, if we keep going through life saying the devil made me do it, and the devil does want to make you do it, but there's a thing called self-control, and someone said, you know the great thing about the devil? There's one good thing about the devil, he goes when you tell him to go in the name of Jesus, <laughs> but the only good thing you can say, he, he obeys you, you know, in the name of Jesus. Perseverance, we've heard a lot about godliness, being like God. Huh? Godliness, brotherly kindness. Isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that important? As people know, in times of need, especially brotherly kindness and brotherly kindness, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, that's growth. In increasing measure, not just you know, I um, yeah. I was saved 17 years ago, and there's a tendency in all of us uh, to look back to the good old days, isn't that, how it was, but I believe 2014, we're we're all at the beginning of it, we must make the effort to look forward, all of us. You know, uh, life is funny, I think Bob Dylan, I, I, I like Bob Dylan, but maybe his greatest songs were right at the beginning, but that didn't stop him writing more songs, you know, and uh, you, you may look back, and I look back to some glorious times in, in Spain and in, in, in the ministry there, And but I've got to put that behind me, because as Dirani would tell us, that was then, and this is now, <laughs> and we're interested in now. All of us, aren't we? You know, it's good to look back in order to go forward. You know, in order to drive a car, you need to be glancing in the back mirror, but your object is to go forward. So let's glance, and on a Sunday, even glance back at the week, but get food and get stamina for the for the upcoming week for that test. And you know, you know something? We don't even know what they're going to be. We don't know what the, That's why it's important not to forsake the gathering of ourselves together. That's why it's important that you may get a word this morning, and I hope you do, and I hope I do, a particular word that will save you on Wednesday. That will come back to you on Wednesday night in Longford, or over there, or in the thing, and you go, that's what he meant. I didn't understand it, but I treasured it in my heart. I kept it. I didn't let it go in one ear and out the other. You know, I wrote it down. You know, I read it again, and that's what it means. now. I understand. That's all about the growth process in the Christian life, the evangelical Christian life. You know, one that's based on the word. I don't mean that in the religious sense. I mean the, a word based, a Bible based Christian life. And then he says that if you do that, if we make these efforts, if we do our spiritual homework, that will keep, keep us from being ineffective and unproductive in our knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maturity is about bearing fruit, as we heard last week. It's about, it's about... there comes a time when Jesus God will come around and say, want to take some fruit off your tree? There's a time for receiving, receiving, receiving. There's a time for being pampered. But there's a time when naturally there will be fruit. Where people can come up and actually take fruit off you. You know, you can actually actually begin to serve instead of being served. That's growth. It's great, we need to serve people, so someone has to be served. If we all need to serve people, there has to be people being served. That's logical. But, if you're always the one who's being served, not good. You know, you begin to serve the others. That's growth. And it won't be unproductive. But the important thing about this, you know, is that if anyone does not have these things, they're nearsighted. You can fool all the people some of the time, but not all the people all the time. And you'll never fool God none of the time. <laughs> you know, as the, as the Word says. <laughs> no, it's not, not exactly in those lines. You know, you're nearsighted, you're fooling yourself! Don't let's fool ourselves, John! Woo! Did I say that? Huh? <laughs> don't, let, don't, let, don't let's fool ourselves, let's take an inventory. That's what we do with, you know, with, the, with the Lord's Supper. Examine, our, let's examine ourselves, let's take an audit. How am I doing? That's why we need each other. And that takes courage. How many have said to someone in the last week, How am I doing brother? Don't put your hand up. If you want to you can, but I won't put my hand up because I haven't said it. That takes courage doesn't it? I, you know, that's maturity as a body. When we have the trust to say, How am I doing brother? Huh? he has the trust to tell you (laughs) that's growth, growth growing into the fullness of Christ that's where we want to go in 2014 you know, not just the churches and I've been through them where growth means numbers and if you're leading a church and you're under an apostle who believes uh, largely that growth means having a big church there's a tremendous pressure destructive pressure thank God it's not around here Now, thank God, if we count the numbers, and if there's more than a hundred comes in, praise God! And we prayed, I remember when we were praying for months on end, to break the hundred barrier, and it seems a long time ago. And two hundred, why not? And three hundred? I personally have a vision, maybe it's a small vision, of a meeting of five hundred people on a Sunday morning in Athlone. Forgive me if that's lack of faith. But, you know, according to what you see. But, you know, have a vision, have a goal. But that's not really the object. Because if you just have 500 people, with the same problems same ungodliness then you've grown fat not not strong and it's not about that it's false you know that was juan carlos ortiz who said that not me uh, john uh, anyway but you know you can grow fat and not strong and we can all do that you know so we, let's let's each one of us put roots down in what we're hearing this morning let's Actually, become a little madder. All <laughs> right. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fail. If you if you give, you receive. If you die, you live. If you do these things, you're making yourself stronger. <laughs> more blessed to give than receive. It works that way. That's the economy. You want to go up, you go down. You want to you want to you want to be promoted. Well, just start to serve, and you know something. It will happen. I've seen it, and i said this before for. You want a vision? You want to do your own thing? Support the vision. Support someone else's vision and God will give you your vision in His appointed time. And you know something if you haven't got it already? You're not able for it. Because we can con ourselves thinking we're stronger than we are. But if you trust the supervision, if you trust the people who are looking out for you, you know, then it's a great place of relax, of rest. And you know, you go into an orchard you don't know, or a forest, you don't see the trees Oh, Look at the apple! Oh, you know, no, they are just resting, they are just receiving the water, they are just receiving the sun and you know the apples appear It seems and isn't that great? You know that we do that Apples, fruit, and then they allow people to come up and take them off you and eat, and that you know something? If you are growing that becomes a delight not hmm. it's always calling me at that time. Well, I tell you what, you know, it's like a bit of privacy round here, you know. No, it's a joy. That's how you know you're growing as well. If you start to open up, if when you see scripture like more blessed to give than receive, and you see, and you've experienced it, you know, when you've come to the end of yourself. And then you start going on further. Yes. All right, That's when you know you're maturing. When someone offends you and you feel love. Instead of... Now you feel that... Well, yeah, it's alright a bit, Miriam. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll allow you a little bit. But don't slap me too hard. You know? <laughs> but the underneath is the love. That's when you're growing. That's maturity. not oh, Okay. Hallelujah. Now... I hope it's not just to make up the word mad, but it was there last week I was thinking about danger as well now there are people unfortunately who are dangerous to themselves, we are not talking about that this morning you know, uh, danger, you don't give that guy a rifle, he'll shoot himself or whatever but we are called to be dangerous now there are people who are dangerous what is danger? it's called about the people who are dangerous in the kingdom of God, in the good sense now, in the good sense Uh, dangerous to the kingdom of darkness are the ones who, what? well they understand that they are involved in warfare they understand that it's not just about coming to church and singing songs and and being a good person right? and being a solid citizen but there is a devil and he is a bad, and he wants to take you and he is holding people captives so these people do fast And pray, and they know they should evangelize, go out with the good news, because not everyone is going to heaven, not everyone is a Christian, even if they live in a Christian country. These are people who are dangerous to the devil's kingdom, and that's good. We should all be a danger from day one, as you give your testimony, as you tell people, as you go. uh, You know, these are people. You know who believe and operate in the gifts of the Spirit as you grow in that way you become a danger you become a dangerous person but this morning and that's good, that's part of growth, it's part of what it's at are you doing more of that than you did last year? I hope so, hope I am sometimes we don't but we pick ourselves up and we dust ourselves down and we say you know help me brother and we go forward right? but there's something better and this is what I want to finish with this morning is that if we put the two together, and maybe that's what Sarah Joy, <laughs> say hello Sarah Joy, <laughs> the, the, the message, the, the, the prophetic, I'm going to say that was a prophetic message, and that only works if you believe it, you see, is about putting the two together, because you see you can be so called, there's a maturity, Go through the Christian, and I'm not talking now about Phariseeism, I'm not talking about being hypocrites, no, I'm talking about good, solid Christians, right, come to church, believe in Jesus, born of the Spirit, read the Bible, nice to the pastor, smile, and you, do, you go through the emotions in the good way, now, I'm not talking about the false thing, No, 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 I'm talking about the real thing, but you need more than that. You need to be dangerous, you need to be involved, you need to be doing, you need to be, as I said, fasting, praying, evangelizing, in the activities of what's going on in the body. But here's a better step, and this could be the goal for 2014, is to put the two together, and then you've got a bomb. (laughs) <laughs> I was saying, uh, uh, um, Tony once said that, years ago, the pastor of my church, he was a builder in the old days, uh, before he became, uh, 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 and he, he always wanted to get ideas from God, and he had this idea, it was remarkable, to build fiberglass churches. And he got this thing, his model, and you, you, so you could build a church in a day or two, or, no, a, a, a bit more than a week, a church for two, and his idea was to multiply as the work was growing, so you could get, get a little site, you didn't even have to have planning permission, you could build a church and whatever, so he got this beautiful design, but we had to make them and there was moulds let's say from here to that wall out of fibreglass. Now fibreglass is quite a strange thing you have to mix chemicals you have to mix chemicals to do it and uh, I still remember if you mix the wrong chemicals in the wrong order there can be an explosion You can actually look, and I don't know if it kills you that strong. uh, Anyway, I can still remember, and there was ex-drug addicts, ex-this, people who walked in, and we were learning how to do this, and I can still remember once, and I remember his name, Jose, shaved head, it was like a barrel, he was a lovely, lovely Christian, ex-drug addict, and we're mixing it, and I go, Jose, Jose be careful, because, He said, what? He said, I said, if you put the wrong thing in the wrong, t- you know, uh, explosion, he says, you mean, we'll die? <laughs> Praise God! <laughs> I, said, I said, no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And he meant he was so full of the law, you know. And I forget why I mentioned that now, apart from being mad. Oh, what was it? What, you're going to heaven. Ah, yeah. That just, I'm sorry. Okay, let's become mad with the madness of God this year. Oh, putting the two together. That's right. It's a bomb. It, and that's right. <laughs> came back to me. It can be a bomb. If you get a bunch of mature Christians, solid foundation, know what they believe, in whom they believed... Uh, The the foundation principles are there, Hebrews chapter 6, repentance from dead works, baptisms, etc, etc, but I've decided to go on, have decided to press forward, have decided to leave the comfort zone and go to the war zone, and there's no conscription. Mad? Why would you do that when you can just come to church on Sunday and Wednesday night, pay your tithes, smile, and, and live a nice life? It, you must. You must be mad. I, I used, that's funny, actually, I never thought of it. When I first came from Spain, I, if I, I was driving the taxi, TT, Tony's taxi, and uh, if I heard that phrase once, I must have heard it a thousand times. You must be mad to have come from you know, the heat and the, to here. They didn't realize what it was like to live and work in a hot climate, did they? <laughs> you ask him what it's like to live and work in a hot climate. Anyway, you must be mad. But you must be mad. And what I, I said this, is not a Bible study. But if you get anything this morning from me, please go out of that door a little madder than you when you came in. Yeah. And don't get mad with me. <laughs> don't get mad with him. Because, you know, we direct our madness in the wrong way. And he tells us, you know, it's not against flesh and blood Eugene, smile at me brother, (laughs) it's not against flesh and blood, he was, he was, sorry about that. I had to pick on him. it could have been anyone sitting there. It was it was Graham sitting there. I would have done it. <laughs> no, you know, it's not against flesh and blood, but you know something? What well, the devil is an expert in joining up the wrong cables and separating the right cables? So on one hand, you got lack of communication, uh, giving rise to an explosion over here, and we go Ooh! friends, Ooh! division, Ooh! I'm off. Yeah? God, that's not the God's will. But if you're mad, whoo, yeah. If you if you've gone mad, you know these things will go over your head, and it's great. And there's a great rest in madness. You know, there's a great rest in madness. You go into a lunatic asylum, and, and you don't get too many worried people. They're not worried. They're not worried at all. And, you know. <laughs> I came in here a couple of weeks ago, there'll be no names mentioned and no one are identifying, but there's, there's a guy who, especially John has been working with for many years, and I just got a speeding fine, my job, and I, first time ever, and there I am, you know, trying to do a job, my license, and, so on, and paying this money and everything, and, the, and the, 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 this, this guy was sitting there, he said, you know what I do with that? Just rip him up. <laughs> Who's mad here? <laughs> you know <what> I me. Mean? <laughs> is he, you know, is he what? Uh, you know, because you're trying to think, well, no, didn't have a care in the world. And you know something we know, nothing will happen to him. But if Muggins doesn't pay, within 50, the, 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 40, the 40 euro more will come. But anyway, that's beside the point. But the good madness. that may be, may, well, maybe it's, maybe it's the right man. <laughs> uh, uh, the good madness is when we just so. No, get back to my notes. Mad. Mad. Madness. The good madness. We talk about maturity and dangerous. Now mad, we're not talking about, you know, even though, even though the word of God says the preaching of the cross is madness, foolishness, even though Paul said he was a fool for Christ, it's in there, and I believe, sometimes what I do in the morning, I, I, I stand on my head for a brief moment, and I say, Lord, show me to see the things right side up, I say a little prayer, just as start doing it later, and it's supposed to be good standing on your head anyway, remember I did it once here, as long as you don't do it too long, I'm not going to do it today, but, you know why? Because to see things as they are, really, really are, a you've got to be mad, and b you got to stand on your head. <laughs> because God's way is the other way round. And you know, so many problems in church are because we're 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 being guided by reason, fallen reason. He did this, she did that. He didn't do that. He did the other, etc. And we're being—it's reason is reasonable. As someone said once, faith is not unreasonable, but it's a higher form of reason. It's at a different level. To just you'll live by faith, without faith it's impossible, please God. If we start to live by faith, it's, everything is possible. Everything, is, And without it, nothing is impossible. Really. When someone said to me, a great man of God once, he said, uh, "Sin fe no un duro." Look, he knows that faith no un duro. What isn't of faith isn't worth five cents. And and this guy has built a multi-multi national uh, Christian. I was going to say empire, but, you know, uh, drugs rehabilitation, man of faith. Let's live more by faith and not by sight in 2014, right? All of us. And let us, God, that faith to see things which are needed, needed in the body. So that that loving kindness and love can be practiced. Because if you do these things, you won't fall. What did he say? If you... Do those things. So the the mad people don't hurry or worry. They do, they allow their regenerated hearts to lead their unregenerated minds. They take risks. They live by faith. They step out of boats at Christ's command. They in, in, uh, they are submitted to spiritual authority. Not easily offended. They leave the comfort zone to go to the war zone without conscription. They are motivated by love. And do you know something? Oh, here's a little bypass. Do you know why uh, there's a phrase here? Why reinvent the wheel? You heard that one? Why reinvent the wheel? Can I tell you the answer to that riddle? Why reinvent the wheel? Because there's a lot of money in reinventing it. Think about it. I went to a place once and there was a, they served beautiful pizzas. And the place closed down. Ten years later, they opened one with a lot of publicity and everything and everyone was eating pizza. Funny, isn't it? It's not about needs. I've always wondered about uh, coffee. The last ten years, everyone drinks coffee. You'd think Starbucks invented it. That was all there 30 years ago when I was in Italy, 40, you know? But it's funny, isn't it? Anyway, that's, I don't want to mention that point. No. What? what I, I, okay, yeah, I was sitting in a room once in in, uh, in Liverpool in 1972 and I, I, myself and this crazy guy, we said, you know, why don't we suddenly clean the whole building? What? Wouldn't it be great if we decided just to clean this whole horrible building for people and see the reaction? 20 years later, it became famous random acts of kindness. Everyone's doing random... I, I thought about it 20 years ago. I didn't patent it, you know what I mean? But I'm going to patent one thing now. Rag. The rag tag army. You ever heard of that? Rag tag army. Rag. Random acts of grace. Not just of kindness. Kindness is human, possibly. But let's do this week, spiritual homework. A random act of grace. What does that mean? You decide not because you're obliged, not because someone asks you even, but you say, Lord, send me as a blessing. Send me, Lord, and wait for the wait for the answer. Because, you know, we might not hear an audible voice. In other words, look for the need and fill it. You know, Lord, they have nothing to eat. You feed them, He said to the disciples. We're motivated by love. We're not mad about the boy, as the song said. We are mad about the son. Amen. And if you add a need to mad, what do you get? Made. Think for a moment as we close. Where will you and I be? What will we have done? What will God have made through us on the 31st of December of this year? I do believe we need to be a little bit madder in the biblical sense. Let go. Let God answer and said, let's go. Let's pray.